Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome back to another episode of Buzzed with Brian. Thanks for tuning in this week and every week. So far, I'm on a little bit of a roll with drinking some beers that were in my fridge. The beers today are mailed-in beers. That's right. Not one, not two, but three breweries have sent me beer now. The beer is coming from Cellar West out of Colorado. I know, a long, long ways away from Madison, Wisconsin here, but as you'll find out later on in the show, this brewery does have some Madison roots, so helping out a fellow Madisonian here. I appreciate that. So this beer is coming from Zach Nichols. He is the owner, founder, brewer of Cellar West Brewing Company out of Boulder, Colorado, slash La Follette, Colorado. Um, And thank you so much, Zach, for sending me these beers. This episode is sponsored by you and Cellar West, so shout out to you all. And I'm excited to share these beers with you. They have, uh, for my Madison crowd, for my Wisconsin crowd, there might be some familiar sounding names in these beers. So without further ado, the three, that's right, he sent me three. We have Cellar West's Single Hop Saison Strata. So the Strata is the single hop variety in the Saison. And then we have the Wingra, as in Lake Wingra here in Madison, the Wingra Pale Ale, as well as the third beer is the Langdon IPA, the famed Langdon Street here in Madison, Wisconsin. So I'm excited to drink these beers, but first let's get on to today's show. I must start this episode off with a thank you again to Zach Nichols. This episode would not be possible without him and his generosity and his enthusiasm for the pod and just supporting another Madisonian. Uh, Thank you again, Zach. I really appreciate you sending these beers my way, and I'm excited to drink these and share them with you all, the audience, today. So a little bit about the brewery, a little bit about Cellar West before we get into the beers. As mentioned, Zach Nichols is the co-founder, co-owner. He's the brewer there. And Settler West was founded in 2016 by him and his wife, Rachel. She has played a big role as well in getting this brewery off the ground. The roots of this, the roots of Zach's beer journey, though, starts well before 2016. This is back in 2009. Zach started his journey with beer, as he says on the website, He worked at a local bottle shop here in Madison, Wisconsin, just slinging good craft beer. And I got to imagine, I think back to the craft brewery scene in 2009, and a lot has changed in Madison since then, certainly. Um, But there was some really great stuff that's been here for a long time. And I think Madison was kind of an oasis for these places to exist because there were people that either wanted, you know, good imported beer, good local beer. I mean, it, it was probably a really, really neat place to work in. So that's where he started off and had his intrigue was that bottle shop here in Madison. And from there, he moved to a small brew pub just outside of the city limits here where he started tackling the production side of brewing. He started to get his hands dirty and grinding some malts and, had, you know, throwing in hops and pitching yeast and, you know, got, got to try his hand at it. And at the time, his initial focus was traditional lager beer and Belgian-styled farmhouse ales. This is definitely going to be a theme for him as we talk about Cellar West later on. 
So 2009, beer journey started for him. And then in 2012, Zach and his wife, Rachel, they moved to Colorado. The move was kind of pushed more from Rachel's side of things. And hey, it worked out for the two of them because they started a brewery out there. So in 2012, they moved out to Boulder, Colorado, and Zach continued to work in the beer industry. He also tapped briefly into mead making, which is honestly something that I've considered it. You see a lot of videos online and it looks like it's relatively easy and there's great products here in Madison I could use. So maybe we'll see. We'll see. But back to Zach. After four years of building confidence and connections in Colorado, they brought their dream of opening a brewery of their own. So here we are, 2016. The original spot was just a little garage space in North Boulder. After two years, they ran into the demand of needing more space for patrons and production. So need space for both and in 2018 they moved to their newest location their current location which is in Lafayette Colorado it's just 11 miles east of Boulder so still in the greater Boulder surrounding community for those that don't know Boulder is just north of Denver sits a little closer to the mountains it's kind of right at the seat of the mountains beautiful town lots lots of breweries there's no shortage of breweries Um, so for them to just be 11 miles east of Boulder they're practically still in Boulder you know (laughs) Uh, and they have their current location there. So that's where they're churning out beers, and that's where the beers from today's episode came from. And like I said, the big inspiration from the start for brewing from Zach's perspective was these farmhouse ales. Buzz with Brian fans may recall the style history episode way back when. That was one of my first style histories on Saison's and the farmhouse ales that Saisons have firm roots from the Valonia region of Belgium. This is the French-speaking southern region of Belgium. And these beers were handcrafted on small local farms and were intended to be drank by the seasonal workers. And as it goes, each farm kind of produced their own beer. It was very, like, localized, the terroir, if you will. And every farm out there kind of developed their own unique house character, right? They had a house yeast strain that they cultivated unbeknownst to them right this is well before yeast was really a super well understood thing and you know a well studied thing so but they just started to have this house character and this is exactly what zach has been striving for is kind of developing his own house character in these handcrafted beers that he's making especially with the saisons i mean if you go and look at the tap room list online right now he does a lot of other things besides saisons too but that is a core core feature of who he is as a brewer and what he likes to brew and what he likes to put out there so without further ado let's let's get into this first beer and we'll, we'll start off with that saison beer time let's get into this we have the single hop saison strata For those of you who that are unfamiliar with Strata, it is well known for its strawberry and strawberry-like flavor attributes from that hop. This beer, I am enjoying this out of a 16-ounce traditional pounder today, and it is weighing in at 7% ABV, so a fairly strong Saison. This is certainly not what the field hands would have been drinking in Belgium way back when, but it's going to be probably a really tasty beer for me. And also something to note on here, it says it is 100% naturally conditioned in the can. So I, you know, before even opening this, I think I would expect a little bit of yeast sediment, you know, to be left behind and um, and the appearance of this beer. So without further ado, let's let's get on to the pour.
All right, this beer is pouring out, and it already looks like an absolute beaut. I'm excited about this one. Uh, the color right now that I'm looking at, a straw, kind of pale yellow color, so pretty light on the spectrum there. I would say clarity is exactly how I expected. It's got, you know, it's clear, but there is some yeast sediment. There's a little bit of cloudiness to it. I wouldn't quite call it a haze, but a little bit of cloudiness. And this beer is uh, bubbling. It has a lot of carbonation going for it. Nice fluffy white head is coming out the top and it is just bubbling along. And honestly, I, I love a live active beer like this because you don't even really have to get your nose that close up to the glass to already start smelling some of what's gonna be going on. So without further ado, let's get in for a sniff. Mm, yep. Okay, I yeah, this is uh, tried, true, and true. This is yeast dominant. I love a yeast dominant beer. Let's see here. We get some coriander, like a sage-like herb note almost in there. That's 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 fun. Bigger whiff. There's a, a very small amount. Like I really have to search for it, but there's a small amount of that Belgian blonde bubblegummy yeast note in there, and then. The hop note that does come through is more of a jammy, like strawberry notes. I wouldn't call this fresh berry. I wouldn't call this like a processed fake strawberry. It's a real like freezer jam, strawberry jam notes. And I kind of like that. So let's get in for a sip. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Okay, one more. Yeah, this is a, this is a fun, fun beer. Uh, the taste... The initial taste to me is a real nice mix of yeast and hop notes. It's coriander meets a mild peppercorn. There's a little bit of a, a spicy peppercorn in there. And the hop provides just a real fruity berry note mid-palate. That's a really, really nice nice touch. One more. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of evolves. Past the fruitiness, it evolves into this like flower petal-like taste. You know, not floral, like in the way that when you smell the aroma off of a flower, a bouquet of flowers, but like, you know, you just take an individual petal and you maybe just put it in your mouth and like, that's the taste you get, um, which is interesting. So this, this beer finishes bitterness. I think that's where some of that's coming from too. It has a little bit of a bitter end, even though the mid palate was fairly sweet and there's just a lot going on in my tongue. Let's, let's get in for one more sip. Yeah, there's a ton of like feeling factors. It's a, you know, pop rock level effervescent on the tongue. And that peppercorn like yeasty note gives my tongue a little bit of a warming sensation that lingers, but then it's crazy because the intensity of those like those mouth feeling factors is over exaggerated by just a bone dry finish. It's there and then gone. <laughs> and this beer is really really fun. Um, I think you can tell how excited I am about this. Uh, you know, balance and drinkability wise, love this beer. We're off to a great start for Cellar West. So thank you, Zach. Um, there's just so much at play with this one between the yeast and the hop notes. And the crazy thing is I, I like Saison's. I'm kind of biased to this style as is. But this one feels distinguished to me. It really sets itself apart from other Saison's that, you know, are popping up from my memory and I think this is one that's going to filter into my brain and be like yep you're going to remember that one so the drinkability on this one I could crush this beer and that's dangerous because like I said this is a seven percenter so let's uh I'm going to finish this one up and we'll move on to beer number two
Next up is the Wingra Pale Ale. I must say I really enjoy the artwork on this can. There's a big old lake fish, a trophy fish if you will, chasing down a line that has a hop-shaped lure on it. Of course the fish is interested and is going to take a nibble of that. The other thing I like about this beer is Zach is just paying homage to his hometown of Madison, right? I gotta imagine that there are a lot of people that come into the brewery that have never been to Madison, let alone the state of Wisconsin, and they order the Wingra Pale Ale and they say to themselves, or to the bartender, Wingra, what's a, what's a Wingra? <laughs> it's a great opportunity for Cellar West to tell stories uh, about Madison and tell stories about where the owner is from, or if Zach is behind the bar himself, to tell stories that are personal to him. It's a really, really nice personal touch. So I, I, I really appreciate that. When we flip over the can, we see that this is brewed with Pilsner and Vienna malts, as well as American Pacific Northwest hops, so no specifically named hops, so we'll, we'll see what we smell and what we taste on the beer here. And this one is weighing in at 5.5%. I have not gotten to that yet. This one's weighing in at 5.5 ABV, and it is out of a traditional 16-ounce pounder, of course. So without further ado, let's get on to the pour. All right, this pale ale is pouring out. True to name, pale. Uh, I would say it's a little darker, honestly, than the Saison. It's uh, holding up to the light, more of a dark golden color. There's a little bit of a dark hue in there, but the clarity is brilliant. You can absolutely see right through this one. Not quite as effervescent, but there is a really nice, well-retained foamy head on this one. Very beautiful white head. So let's get in for a smell. Mm, yeah, that is how it is hop forward tart tart blueberry and honestly it's it's interesting it's borderline blueberry cheesecake there's a little bit of a vanilla note i catch in there i know there's no cream cheese in here i know there's no cream cheese flavoring it's not supposed to be pastry anything or pastry sour right but yeah i get like a blueberry cheesecake it's quite pleasant um there's a little bit of a dank note I know I didn't name any hops. The beer can didn't name any hops, uh, but there's got to be mosaic in here. If, if there's not mosaic in here, Zach, please let me know. But I think you have mosaic in this this uh, hop pro profile. I can't really catch much malt. It's it's pretty it's pretty just much hop through and through. So let's get in for a sip. Hmm. Okay. Ah, uh, that's not what I was expecting. Interesting. Okay. Sweet. It's sweet for like a flash second. The berry note is very abundant right away, and then it kind of just it changes into something else mid-palate. So let me get in for one more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's peculiar. I don't even know if I can quite place that. It's um, it's got like a woodiness to me, and then it finishes definitively dank. Um, maybe a little bit too much for my own personal liking, but I could see some people being like, yeah, that's the level of dank I'm looking for. This beer on the palate has some big west coast vibes which you know colorado they're a green state if you will i'm sure there's lots of people that uh this beer resonates with them quite nicely let's let's get in for one more mm -hmm. um, overall i mean it's got a light to medium body the abv feels right you know i would expect a five and a half to be right in line with this it's it's noticeable but not to any great extent it, it it feels very very true to a five and a half there 
Um, there's a touch more acidity on this one as well compared to the Saison. I would say moderately astringent on the end. It feels really well attenuated. So two for two on crisp finishes, you know, that dry finish. So that might be a theme of the brewery, which I appreciate. I mean, who doesn't love a nice little lager snap uh, at the end of their beer? I certainly love that. Uh, the balance and drinkability, it's hop dominant, but I will say the malt backbone does have a presence on the palate. There's a bit of a honey, bready-like backbone that is appreciated to give you some relief from just the hot profile. Drinkability, again, I could see other people really loving this with the dank profile that it has, but it's just a touch too much for me. Um, I like this beer. I would gladly have maybe like a half pour of it, but then I'd probably move on. That's that's where I'm at with this, but it's a really well-executed beer for what it is, so I will enjoy and appreciate it for that, and we'll move on to the last beer that was mailed to me. Yet another 16-ounce traditional pounder. The Langdon IPA is in my hand right now. This beer is weighing in at 6.9% ABV. Flip it over and it boasts both New Zealand and American hop varietals in the profile, as well as American barley and a dash of wheat for the grain bill. Again, this beer is Zach paying homage to his hometown, his former home of Madison, Wisconsin, Langdon Street is a pretty well-known street. If you're a UW-Madison student here, it's where all the Greek life houses are. It's where the infamous College Club Bar is located at. Um, You know, if you have been to Madison, you should probably be familiar with the Langdon Street. (laughs) So not much else to say here. I'm excited to get into this one. Let's see what we got for hop expression, and we'll get on to the pour. The Langdon IPA is pouring out a golden color. This one is a little lighter than the Pale Ale. I would say this is a true gold. Brilliant as well in the clarity. You can see right through this one. A thin, you know, I'd say a thin white head of foam is on this one, and it's lacing up the glass really nicely when I give it a little bit of a swirl. So let's get in for a smell. Mmm, yes. Okay, this one is very distinct from the Pale Ale. I mean, it's got a ton of tropical fruit flavor, uh, sorry, fruit aroma on the nose. I get a mango, a papaya. There's also a real slight white grape-like aroma there, which is quite pleasant. It also has a lingering West Coast like resin to it, a little pine resin. So it's it's a you know, as I said, it's got New Zealand and American hops in it, and it's it's a it's a really nice distribution of both on the nose. I'd be really curious to see what hop varieties he put in this, um, and I'd be curious to see what the ratios are because it is really, really well balanced. Let's get in for a sip. Hmm. Oh, yeah, one more. Okay, I mean, <laughs> balance might be the theme of this beer. It's it's a really nice balance of just a bouquet of hop flavor. One more. The hops on this beer, they're prominent. It's hop forward, but not overwhelming. This is exactly what I imagine most brewers strive to have as a flagship IPA, or just a really dialed in, well-tuned recipe for an IPA. 
Um, I think the sip on this one, you know, the palate on this one, it's a nice carryover from the nose. Lots of tropical fruit, a little bit of that grape aroma again, and there's a little bit lingering in the background there. So let me get one more sip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a strong honey-like malt backbone on this one. It's it's a sweet overall beer. Uh, I would say the mouthfeel on this one is soft, but not like hazy soft. You know, it, it doesn't quite get into that spectrum, but it's just super drinkable. Um, overall, this one has a little, like it feels like a little sugar left over. It's not as well attenuated as the other two beers, but that's okay. Like this is really, really drinkable. And I mean, when you have your local loyal customer base that shows up week after week to your brewery, like this is something that they're probably ordering every time they come in, you know, they'll try, Oh, what's new. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. And then they'll turn right back to this Langdon IPA. Cause this is, this is a really, really nice beer. Um, and with that, I'm going to enjoy the rest of it and we'll get on to some ratings. I've really enjoyed all of these beers today. I, I can't imagine that not being abundantly clear. So when it comes to these ratings, let's go in reverse order that I drank them. So I'll dial right back into the Langdon IPA. 025 as always down to the quarter point. This beer I mean, there's not much else to say besides what I just said. Super well balanced. It's your, for me, this is your flagship beer. It doesn't wow me. Like there's nothing that like really stands out. Like that was an amazing, amazing beer. But for what it is for an American styled IPA with a really nice, probably split portfolio of hops, it's super well done. And I think over time, he's going to keep brewing this and keep brewing this and it's going to get more and more dialed in. And that's just there. That's that. So I'll give it a strong score of a 4.0 out of five. And I, 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 I mean, right. I think there's room for improvement, but it is such a good beer. The next beer will be the Wingra pale ale. Also really enjoyed this beer. <laughs> um, you know, this drinkability for me, it was a little dank, right? It was a little dank, but it had some really good notes. And for a pale ale, I think it was really well captured. I think this is showing the talents of Zach as a brewer, and he really knows what he's doing. For a pale ale, it's a 4.25 out of 5. Uh, I, I think it was something that intrigued me. It really kind of set itself apart. It was distinguished. It wasn't to my absolute personal liking, but I know other people would love this. So... I can't, I can't dock them too much for that. It's going to be a, a 4.25 out of 5. And then moving on to the first beer I had, the single hopped Strata Saison. That beer, wow. Um, I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. It really kicked off the start. I feel like I could feel the passion from Zach coming out of that beer and i i full heartedly enjoyed it i think the yeast character in that was spot on i think the hop notes in that was a fun little add-on um i loved how much my tongue was just dancing with the beer it was a really really well done beer so i'm gonna give it a strong score for his saison a 4.5 out of 5 and that's my review on cellar west Alright beer fans, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for tuning in this week and every week. As always, it's an absolute pleasure to have you along for the ride. 
I have to give one more shout out and thank you to Zach Nichols from Cellar West in sending me these beers. This has been a really, really fun night for me to tie together. I don't normally have three beers in one night, uh, but all three were dynamite and this is just giving me more fuel to the fire on when I get back out to Colorado, whether it's for GABF or for hiking or for whatever, and I'm coming into Denver and I'm going up to the Boulder area, Cellar West is on my map and I need to check out the taproom space and see what he has fresh in the keg and, the, and fresh in the tap lines in the tap room and just check it out. And I would encourage anyone to do the same. Um, I don't, you know, I'm giving a glowing review here, but I genuinely really feel this way. It's really, really nice. And it's cool that, you know, he's a Madisonian guy. Like he grew up here and he reached out and was like, Hey, I want to send you some beers. I like what you're doing. Well, Zach, I like what you're doing, man. I like what you're doing and I want people to support you as well. And I hope to continue to do that in any way that I can. So thank you. Thank you. Um, so that being said, if you want to find these beers, I think you'll have to go to the state of Colorado to find them it seems that uh from my knowledge zach has a pretty small distribution or if you have a podcast maybe he'll send you some beers i don't know <laughs> just reach out he's friendly he's been really really nice been really responsive to me uh if you want to keep your eyes out for my madisonian crowd too my local crowd here my local fans for the pod uh they have done collaborations with working draft brewing company zach seems to be good friends with clint the brewer there so you might get a you know, you don't have a Cellar West beer, but you'll have a collab beer from him. You know, he played a, played a role in that. The last one they unveiled was back in December. They had a Bach beer. It was really, really good. So this has just been a continuation of good, good beer. So check it out. Um, but that will wrap it up for us here. If anyone else wants to send me beer, I'm an open book. I'm an open podcast. I'm an open mic. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Feel free to check out the Instagram at buzzwithbrian. I'll make a post about this episode and all episodes to come. You can send me a DM. You can ask for my address there to send beer to. I will gladly give it to you. Um, if you want something more formal, you can check out the email, buzzwithbrian at gmail.com, buzzwithbrian at gmail.com. And until then, I can't wait to get back on the mic again soon here and enjoy another couple beers. Cheers, beers. Oh.